homily tonight, I'm actually going to start with a little video clip from one of the Christmas classics. And if you don't recognize it right away, then you have homework to do when you get home to watch this Christmas classic. Pay attention to what happens because there is something really significant that happens in this video clip that I don't think we always see when we watch. You've been dumb before, Charlie Brown, but this time you really did it. <laughs> what a treat! <laughs> I guess you were right, Linus. I shouldn't have picked this little tree. Everything I do turns into a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie. That clip isn't significant just because Linus quotes the gospel that we hear every year at Christmas. But Charlie Brown is experiencing this noise of trying to figure out what Christmas is all about. That he's being ridiculed for not being able to figure it out. And then what breaks through is Linus. And when Linus stands up to speak, everybody else is quiet. And the most significant thing that happens is if you know Charlie Brown well, this is the only time in the whole cartoon where the creator of Charlie Brown allows Linus to drop his blanket. And it's in the moment where he says, when he's quoting the angel saying, fear not. And he lets his blanket fall. Christ has been born because he wants to break through that noise. He wants to break through that fear. Because we all know we're inundated with noise all over our life. You could think of kind of superficial things like TV and social media or all the advertisements that are around us, the noise, people constantly plugged into music or podcasts. Or you could think of noise as the fact that we struggle with terrorism in the world, the disarray of politics and the noise that comes from that or the noise of dealing with natural disasters in the world around us, or this constant influx of information, what is true, what is not, this noise, noise. Or you could even go a little bit deeper than that, and you could think of the noise that is in our life of our anxieties, our resentments, our anger, our sadness and grief. All of these things become noise in our life. And we might not always realize it, but that noise, even if it's subconscious, shapes and directs the way that we think and the way that we act in the world. 
But Christ comes to break through that. If we think of another Christmas classic, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, why does the Grinch, how does the Grinch approach Christmas? Well, he doesn't like Christmas because his heart is three sizes too small, but what is he not looking forward to on Christmas morning? The noise, noise, noise. Because his background noise, his loneliness, his grief has become so loud that even something good for him, Christmas morning, has just turned into more noise. Christ has come to break through that noise. A story that you might know from World War I. The first Christmas was only about five months after the war started. And leading up to the Christmas, the Pope at the time invited and suggested the leaders on both sides to make a Christmas truce so that at Christmas there would be a ceasefire. And both sides rejected it. They didn't accept it. But spontaneously, on Christmas night, during World War I, the soldiers themselves, on many parts of the front, laid down their weapons. And spontaneously, they started to sing Christmas carols. And then when they recognized the Christmas carol from another language, the Germans singing O Tannenbaum, they would sing in their own language on the other side. And in some places, they even broke, kept that truce so much that they got out of their trenches and met in no man's land and exchanged presents. Some even tried to play soccer in the middle of the mud. And then the next morning, they took up their arms and started shooting at each other again. But that one moment broke through the noise of the war to find that silence. We can think of one of our favorite Christmas hymns, at least it's mine, Silent Night. That we remember the silence of this night. But you're going to say to me, Father, I have a job that's got a lot of demands on me, and I have a family that has a lot of noise in the house. I can't find silence. Silence does not necessarily mean quiet. They're different. You can have quiet and not have silence. Think about the last time you had no noise around you. How fast does your mind race? Silence is intimately connected with peace. That's the silence that we're talking about. The silence that comes with peace of mind and peace of heart. That's what Christ came to bring. He came to break through the noise of the world around us, the noise of our sin, to bring us that peace. In the same way where Linus was able to drop the security of his blanket because of that peace in remembering the gift of the Christ child. Because silence is not the absence of something. It actually brings us something. And if you don't believe me, think of some of the few moments that are often some of the most significant moments in our life. Think of the silence of staring at a campfire or looking out at the vastness of the ocean. Is that an empty feeling? Or think of the silence, the stillness of holding a sleeping infant. Or the silence between a husband and wife 
in a moment of intimacy where no words are exchanged. Or even in the silence of death, the stillness. Those are not empty moments. They're moments of great meaning and significance. Because Mother Teresa used to say that it is in the silence of the heart that God speaks. We need silence. Our life demands it. But do we fill ourselves with more noise? See, when we think of the nativity scene on Christmas, we see it as this silent, peaceful scene. And it helps us remember that gift, but we have to remember the real circumstances of what took place. We have to remember how Mary conceived and that Mary faced the threat of death conceiving outside of marriage. That Mary had to travel many miles on the back of a donkey at nine months pregnant. That they spent most of the day trying to find somewhere to stay and found nothing. And we're in the midst of livestock and in that moment Mary gives birth. And then the first visitors to her child are a bunch of shepherds, outcasts, nobodies. But yet in the chaos and the noise of all of that, what we hear in scripture just after what we heard tonight is Mary pondered all these things in her heart. So that in that noise of Christmas, she was still able to find that silence because silence doesn't necessarily mean quiet. Because this past year, one of the cardinals in the church, Cardinal Sarah, came out with a book called The Power of Silence. And it says, if we do not have the capacity for silence, we lose the ability to hear, to love, or to understand others. Why? Because there's no space left in us for others because Everything in us is filled with the noise of our life. Whether that's the external noise that we put into us, or whether that's the background noise that comes from the struggle of being alive. We need to grow in that capacity for silence for the sake of being able to hear, to love, and to understand others. And Christmas still has the ability to naturally give us that. We're starting to lose it. But Christmas is the one time where most of the world, our world, stands still. I drive on Christmas morning because when I finish Christmas Masses, I take off to go visit my family. And there's not very many people on the road and the quiet of that. Or, this evening we had a little bit of snowfall on Christmas Eve and the silence that is brought by that snowfall as it absorbs the sound. Christmas still has the ability to slow us down. It's the one time where most of our world slows down. But we're losing it because we're losing that capacity for silence. Some people have decided that we can't go Christmas Day without McDonald's. Where's our capacity to shut out the noise? To stay in that peace that's given to us? So my invitation to you is for the rest of this Christmas Mass, 
Make it a moment of silence. Take all that noise of your life and offer it in prayer to God. Say, Lord, I don't want to be overwhelmed by this noise. I want that silence that comes with peace of mind and peace of heart. And make this next half hour a moment of silence.